1: Hello everyone and welcome. I am Travis Curtin. You're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, in a week of full savage drama, I am very excited to have two of my favorite wildlings here. The woman who's still trying to master her Brad Pitt love spell, Gwen Flamberg.
0: Oh, yes, indeed I am. Hello everyone.
1: (laughs) and the woman who's probably rewatching 2011's Tori Spelling and Dean Take Hollywood, Sarah Huron.
2: I mean, I live in a constant state of rewatching watching Tori Spelling content. You know this.
1: I do, and I like that there's probably you and maybe like 10 other people in this country slash world who are doing the same thing, and that makes you part of a special community. I feel like
2: that's a dig, but okay. Uh,
1: no, I mean, I, you know, I'm one of the only 10 people who listen to the Heidi Montag album at all times, so I'm really just applauding you and taking a cheap dig. Well, today we have arrests, accusations, body parts being worn as jewelry, unwanted plastic surgery and much, much more. But before we get into these really sort of gross and revealing accusations, let's start with what made us go whoa this week. What story just took our breath away and we were just aghast when we saw it? Gwen Flamberg, what make you clutch your proverbial pearls this week? Oh
0: my God, you guys, I'm really obsessed with Lil Nas X. I have been for so long. Have you heard Montero call me by your name the new album
1: wild yes
0: wild and also i loved all of the wigs that he wore in the video but you guys he made these uh quote exclusive limited edition sneakers with nike that are the satan shoes that have a drop of human blood i went whoa when i saw a picture of miley cyrus supporting lil Nas x by wearing those shoes but she was like leaning back on sort of a pickup truck type car, like looking like Billy Ray Cyrus. I went, whoa.
1: Yeah, and those shoes are like over a $1,000. And now Nike's suing them to try to get them taken down. So if you want those Satan blood shoes, get on it and be rich. Sarah here on what made you go whoa this week?
2: Well, I mean, the real answer is Jen Shaw, which we're going to get into. But for the sake of this new segment, (laughs) something else that made me... A little gasp was, I don't know if you saw this, but Jana Kramer's ex-husband, one of many, Jonathan Screech, I think that's how you say his name, they were married for 12 days back in the day, and he posted a picture of their wedding because his son found it. And was like, who is this woman? And we're, I think they're actually all like family friends now. So was like, why are you married to Jana Kramer? Like what's happening in this photo? And it was a wedding picture with their dog. And he tweeted, quote, I had to explain this photo to my son today. I told him I've been married three times, but I got it right when I married his mother. And then he tweeted, we lasted a week. We weren't meant for this photo, but f- we weren't meant but for this photo and friendship. Jana liked the tweet. And when somebody else tweeted at him, it's still a cute picture. I hope you have nice memories of this day. He responded, nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just,
2: I just love a reminder, you know, as we know, Jana Kramer and Michael Kossin have quite the tumultuous up and down relationship. But, it, you know, this was that's her third marriage. This was his third marriage. Any Jana Kramer content just, you know, makes makes me giggle and also jaw drop.
1: I mean, I have felt terrible for Jana Kramer so many different times in my life, battling husband sex additions, um, you know, 17 multiple affairs. But this seems shady. He seemed to be so nice to her. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I liked it. He's like, horrible day. Thanks for entering the chat.
2: I know. I I feel like there's like, oh, it's very mixed signals coming from this man about the date. Um, But, you know, being married for 12 days, what a concept. I think we need to talk about that more.
1: (laughs) We do. Well, what made me go whoa this week is a little bit of a dark turn. There is a new celebrity couple elevator fighting video. Step aside Solange and Jay-Z. One of my favorite rappers, Sweetie, and her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now, Quavo, were caught. TMZ has the CC elevator footage, which just people can't wait to sell to TMZ now. And Sweetie takes a swing at him, he ducks it, he has a gigantic Call of Duty box that she tries to grab and gets thrown to the side and limps out of the elevator, and it's really jarring footage to see, and the LAPD is investigating now, and that made me go, whoa, because Sweetie deserves so much better, I love her. She is my metaphorical best friend, featuring Doja Cat.
0: <laughs> I love her too, but I always say Saweetie. Like I never say Sweetie. Is it pronounced Sweetie? I'm always like Saweetie.
1: You just have to say it like Sweetie, Sweetie,
0: Sweetie. You're doing amazing, Sweetie.
1: Yes, I exactly. like it very I like it a lot. That okay. well, let us get into it. I know. All of my hosts are excited to talk about this. Will she have her Shaw shank redemption or will (laughs) she just be building a shank in jail? Yes, we are talking about Jen Shaw, who was arrested on federal charges on Tuesday for allegedly running a nationwide telemarketing scheme. One of Shaw's assistants who appeared on the Bravo show, Stuart Smith, who I always felt so bad for, was always arrested. They are both facing serious prison time for conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing and conspiracy to commit money laundering. Now, this really breaks down to a telemarketing scheme that defrauded hundreds of victims, many over the age of 55, and they sold these lead lists of these you know, innocent individuals to other members of their scheme. That's what the Manhattan U.S. attorney said they did in a statement on Tuesday. So, the so-called business that Jen Shaw portrayed on the show seems to just be scamming people out of money. Now Shaw and her assistant, who again I feel even more worse for, are each charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud in the connection with the telemarketing scheme in which they victimized 10 or more person. So this carries a maximum sentence of 30 years and they committed a little money laundering in the process which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years. This is some serious change they are stacking up. Sarah here on Real House with Salt Lake Stan, along with me. What did you think?
2: Oh, my God. I mean, when this broke and I saw this lengthy press release with statements from the Manhattan U.S. attorney, the NYPD, I'm like, this is some serious shit. To put it, you know, in one word, insane. My understanding of this, because I've, you know, tried to dive deep into it, is that they got these people's names for fake business opportunities, convincing them to invest in these fake businesses. And they were really giving them it was a whole scam. This statement from the U.S. attorney is just so iconically shady especially because it sounds like it would be coming from a housewife but really it's coming from the (laughs) Manhattan U.S. attorney Audrey Strauss and I just want to read part of it quote Jennifer Shaw who portrays herself as a wealthy and successful business person on quote reality television and Stort Smith who is portrayed as Shaw's quote first assistant allegedly generated and sold lead lists of innocent individuals for other members of their scheme to repeatedly scam in actual reality and as alleged the so-called business opportunities pushed on the the victims by Shaw Smith and their co- co-conspirators were just fraudulent schemes motivated by greed to steal victims' money. Now these defendants face time in prison for their alleged crimes. So they're Ooh. like, the reality dig, reality in quotes. I mean, listen, Jen Shaw was polarizing. People were so confused about why she had so many assistants, where she was getting her money when her husband was an assistant football coach at a college, which is a great job, but not to be walking around in Gucci head to toe at all times. It
1: can buy you one of those Versace outfits, not 11. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And this quote also from Jen that has resurfaced about her job <laughs> is iconic. This was on Access Hollywood in November of 2020. She said, quote, I own three different marketing companies and we do lead generation, data monetization, customer acquisition. The best way to describe it is I'm the wizard of Oz. I'm the one behind the curtain that no one knows exists, but I'm making thing everything happen. So ads are popping up to you guys I'm like, hey, how the hell do I know I'm shopping at Neiman Marcus? That's me.
1: I've never understood her job. Even with that quote, I I have no idea what she's doing the manhattan the manhattan district attorney seems to really understand her job a lot better than i do i mean this is a wild story and i feel like she's absolutely going to jail when you're facing up to a maximum of 50 years I you mean, get a little bit of time
2: and one of the best parts of this whole thing is she was supposed to be arraigned on wednesday but the court it was like a virtual hearing and everyone found out the numbers so they were all dialing in so much to the fact that there were so many bravo people on the line that jen couldn't even it through and, and no one was <laughs> muted. So they were all talking and people could hear each other like talking about Bravo and this whole thing, which reminded me of the Lori Massimo hearings that I attended. But when I logged on to that, I was automatically muted. and I couldn't unmute. So they clearly this Utah quarter. I think it might have even been New York. I don't know. They struggled with the Zoom technology for this one.
1: It was their first time. You know, they need Andy Cohen to sort of reunion everybody and be like, you unmute, <laughs> exactly. mute, you on mute, you unmute.
2: Travis, what do we know about the filming of the show and her oh, staff? Snap- my God, this is wild too.
1: This is so wild. So the best part about this for, you know, satanic uh, salt like of city worshipers like Sarah and I is that cameras were there For the arrest, the ladies were filming during when the cops picked her up and took her away. And sources have told us that it is unclear whether she will return to film the show. She has not given word to Bravo either way, whether she'll go back or whether she'll pull away from from this. Um, We also heard from a source that she is wildly embarrassed and humiliated by these. Um, but I mean, if I know my Jen Shaw, unless a lawyer is telling her not to go in, she will absolutely go back to filming <laughs> and you know defend herself in whatever Jen Shaw way she needs to. And that is the type of housewife I like to see.
2: I'm just already playing the montage in my head of all of the women seeing this all go down, talking about it, looking at their phones, reading the tweets. Like I, the montage. It's like when Luann got arrested, and we got to see all of them. Like I, there's nothing. Like I mean, it's horrible and what they did to these. <clears throat> elderly people is horrible and so messed up but there's nothing like a housewife getting involved in in a in a legal battle it's it's truly great television i mean we have erica coming up on beverly hills with this we need jen shaw to bleed out we need to know everything the person who probably won't come back to the show is the assistant because she can't talk to anyone else in the case as part of the rules of her release um but you were i think being a little too nice to him i don't know if i feel bad for him i think he was in on this whole thing
1: I mean, that's why it's. I sort of. I don't feel terrible about myself, loving watching this legal breakdown because they did scam so many people out of money, and they deserve to be punished for that. I. Uh, I think Stewart was involved, but I feel like Jen was a little bit of the mastermind and really controlled him, controlled everything, and it was sort of hard to watch their power dynamic on the show.
2: Yeah, no, she's definitely a monster. But it also came out that this was all like part of an investigation. I mean, that's clear. An investigation that started in like 2019. There was like 10 other people around for and then now they've been working on getting Jen so I also want to know like is this like a Rick Singer thing where all of a sudden those people were like well do you want do you want good news we, we can give you the reality star and really bring this home and get you national attention for it I don't
0: know I can't wait Gwen I feel like Travis and I could talk forever do you have any thoughts about
2: Jen Shaw? I
0: mean I'm just amazed that after the Teresa Gudice scandal like that they were the still <laughs> Judice
1: Gudice <laughs> J- 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 George. I,
0: I, you know, here's the thing. Everybody says Judice, but I remember when Teresa called me personally and was like, "It's Teresa Judice." So yeah, I guess it's Judice. Okay. Anyway, like I just can't believe that another reality star is committing like a felony? I mean, have they learned nothing? Have they learned totally nothing? Totally, Gwen. Why sign up for a reality
2: show when you are committing a crime? It's a wild, I mean, it just shows how in their head they think they're immune to end the law. They think they're above everything. If they think they can go on the show and parade their wealth when they're literally scamming people of money. It's insane. It's insane. Well, it's
0: it's the definition of narcissism, right? Like they're they're really true narcissists.
1: That's what we like from our housewives. And you know, we will be following this story closely, more closely than we followed everything in our lives. We are excited for that next zoom Manhattan investigation court date that Jen Shaw will have to go to. And as I emailed Sarah earlier, I know assistants one through six are pulling court looks as we speak. She has a hair vision board as she always does. So we will keep a close eye on this. Set. I
2: think you mean two through six because Stuart was number one in there longer allowed to communicate.
1: Oh, yes. No, I do. Yeah. Stewart is off of this case. He has his own problems to deal with and finding his own attorney. The awesome right thing. thing.
2: Sorry. Last thing. She had was obviously filming that day, which we said. So they posted her makeup artist or a makeup artist, not necessarily hers, posted a picture of her after doing her makeup. And everyone was DMing this girl. Like, what do you know? What do you know? And this makeup artist was like, I don't know anything. I just did her makeup. Please leave me alone. Exclude me from this narrative. And Bravo fans. It's just a wild thing to watch come together when something like this happens. It's Attack, attack.
1: It is. It is. Well, I mean, it's all on camera, so we can't wait for season two uh, to see what happens. <laughs> From commander of Kate Middleton's Breakdown to commander-in-chief, Meghan Markle's uh, royal biographer is saying that Meghan Markle is likely going to be running for president. And this is Tom Bauer, who reportedly signed a six-figure deal to write about Prince Harry's wife, told Closer magazine in the UK, I really believe she sees herself going all the way to the presidency. I think she has a good chance of getting into the White House <laughs> and noting that the role could finally see her returning to the royal family as she would one day have tea with the Queen as President of the United States. He goes on to say politicians are probably the public figures who face the most backlash and I think she would struggle. But he thinks she's going for Presidency of the United States. Gwen Flamberg, does she have your vote?
0: She most certainly does not have my vote for President of the United States. I think that we have learned that when somebody who just wants a lot of attention, runs for president. It doesn't work out well for anybody. Now, here's the thing. I do not put it past her. I do think that she probably would like to run for president, but she needs to pipe down. She's not qualified for that. And if she wants to have tea with the queen, she knows what she should do. She should like be nice to her <laughs> husband's grandmother.
1: I think it's really wild and I do think that Megan does believe she has a path to the presidency through yes. all of her humanitarian work and advocacy and all of that. Sarah, do you think she, you know, is a contender, a candidate for this position?
2: I mean, no. <laughs> I think that the world is pretty sick of celebrities, whether they're royals or suits alums or whatever, trying to get involved in politics. And I don't think anyone would have much success at this point. Um, and I think Megan has a lot of other things to do. I mean, I feel like her and Harry get a new job every day, and I just don't think this is the right
1: move for her. I don't either. We have Matthew McConaughey thinking of running for the governor of Texas. There is more He'll
0: probably
2: win, which says everything you need to know.
1: Matthew McConaughey could absolutely win as the governor of Texas, which is All right,
0: impressive. all right, all right. I actually think that he would be a good choice to be the governor of Texas. <laughs> oh Lord. Maybe the <laughs> lieutenant governor to Beto O'Rourke. I would like to see that. Can
2: he oh. just make a ten thing um in mean a Hadley's Guy in Ten Day sequel instead? Like I just don't need this. I'm sorry. Oh, that'd be nice.
1: That'd be nice. That
0: would be amazing.
1: All right, well, let's move on to some love lives uh, section. And I think we have Lady Whistledown again to intro this segment. (laughs) It seems the son of the most posh of the Spice Girls has really sunk his teeth into this new relationship. But will his molar make an impression on her heart? The posh spring has found a young lady to make him smile. But something from that smile seems to be missing. Gwen, tell us what's missing from that smile.
0: (laughs) I mean, have you guys... Do you guys know that... Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Ampeltz are in love. I mean, who would have thought? He only has her eyes tattooed on the back of his neck. And now she has given him his own wisdom tooth encased in gold. Actually, I think that she's wearing his wisdom tooth. They're both. He is wearing her wisdom tooth. They both have wisdom teeth, real wisdom teeth from each of their mouths encased in gold as a necklace she gave it to him. I mean, she could have given him like one of those like broken heart like BFF necklaces. Like they could have had some ben other type of they could yeah. have had some other type of friendship necklace, but no, it's all about teeth. They wanted to like one up Angelina and Billy Bob. And to go a step further, guys, on the same day, they got matching tattoos. Little matching butterfly tattoos done by of course none other than LA's top tattoo artist Dr. Wu. Brooklyn's is a little bit bigger. Nicholas is like on her decolletage. It's on her chest. Kids, don't get tattoos on your chest. Just don't do it.
1: Oh, God, it is rough. Sarah, have you ever worn a molar or a wisdom tooth from a loved one?
2: <laughs> I never have. You know, I did get my wisdom teeth out, and I should have asked the – the doctor to dentist. save them. The dentist? Is it a dentist? An orthodontist? I don't know. Um, I was a little loopy. Um, I should have asked to get the get the teeth back because I didn't know, you know, if I ever get to meet the love of my life machine gun Kelly, I'm sure he would wear it on his neck for me.
1: Oh, 100%. I think a lot of people who have gotten their molar or wisdom teeth out are now realizing it's trendy and calling their dentist <laughs> to say, I need it back. I need to be part of this trend.
2: It's been a long time. I don't know if I can find mine, but you know... <sighs> Drastic measures might need to be taken to get another tooth out of my mouth.
1: I know this next segment, Sarah, is very difficult for you because you are such a stan. Because David Dobrik is now just a David rack. Tell me what has happened to the most famous man on the internet right now and the top member of the vlog squad.
2: Oh, man, this has been a rough week for for vlog squad enthusiasts such as myself, which, you know, I have to definitely look inward and all my YouTube (laughs) people, my Olivia Jade, they're all pretty problematic. So I think I should just get off um, YouTube. But yes, David Dobrik, if you don't know who he is, he's basically the most famous YouTuber around. He, has, he had almost 19 million subscribers. They are going down. And he had this group of friends that were dubbed by their fans as the vlog squad. It was David's friends from growing up in Chicago, plus the people he met in L.A. And they used to make vines together and then started making YouTubes together. And he did these like half scripted, half improv vlogs with them. They were four minutes and 20 seconds. And in 2018, one of his friends known as Dirty Dom put on Instagram that he wanted to have a five sub. Um, and these, a couple of these college girls responded saying that they would have a five-some with him, whatever. So they all met up at Dirty Dom's apartment in L.A. And once they got there, as David narrates in the video, it was clear no one wanted to have a five-some. You know, they I think they just wanted to party with the blog squad, which I yeah. think they probably get a lot, people, because they were very popular even in 2018. So in this narration, David said it was pretty clear the five-some wasn't happening. He goes, but after some convincing... Looks like Dom's gonna have a threesome. And then you see Dom and two women go behind closed doors. You see mm-hmm. other members of the vlog squad, like the guy they call Jonah, um, Todd. You hear, see the um, Jeff Wittick like listening. To through the door. Now it's unclear whether that was actually happening in real time or they recreated that, whatever. But now it has come out, one of the girls who went into the bedroom with Dom has accused Dom of raping her and the other girl who was in the room c- confirmed it to her. Yeah. She pushed him off. She, it's all very graphic. It's this article in the Insider um, and now everyone, so David Dobrik is slowly losing sponsors, losing subscribers because people are saying, even though he wasn't the one who, you know, allegedly sexually assaulted someone.
1: He facilitated. And
2: he, and he created this energy of like Toxic energy, do it for the vlog, do it for the vlog, joking about it and created this toxic environment. And someone in that group supplied these underage girls with alcohol. Like, it's so messy.
1: It is real messy and he is going down and he is not the first and I do not think he will be the last. And this is rough because David Dobrik is such an endearing little like schmuff. And it's his really image, at least that was his image, and that has really been taken away from him. And it is rough. I'm glad to see that they're shining a light on consent culture, which is really nice. Yeah. But- I
2: mean, Dom should be in jail in my opinion so that there's been no charges filed but he's definitely the real whatever here but david i mean it's definitely gonna have to look inward for everyone on youtube what their content they're putting out and what their jokes imply and consent like you said it's not good
1: the people versus dirty dom
2: i mean what a name right
1: Moving on to happier news. Princesses and queens are taking to Broadway, and I'm not talking about the chorus dancers. Yes, Princess Diana and Game of Thrones are coming to Broadway. As The Hollywood Reporter reports, a big-budget non-musical stage adaptation of the blockbuster HBO series Game of Thrones is currently in development and eyeing runs to Broadway, London, and Australia. And back in August, producers of Diana, a Princess Diana, Bio musical was in previews before the shutdown began, and now they are saying that the show is going to premiere on October 1st on Netflix and on Broadway on December 1st. Tickets are even on sale again, and you can buy it. But there's a little bit of public scrutiny, you know, following the latest season of The Crown with the Diana. (laughs) Gwen, are you, you know, already refreshing to buy your tickets to Diana the Musical?
0: You know I am, Trav. You know I am. I can't wait to see her, all of her looks. You know, Princess Diana had so many amazing, epic looks. And I think,
1: it'll, stage.
0: I think that it'll be a lot of fun on Broadway.
1: Absolutely. What about Game of Thrones? This is a prequel. This isn't anything that they're doing on the show. It's like a prequel to the show.
0: Give it to me. I mean, I'm not really sure how they're going to have like I'm, I'm not a big fan of when Broadway tries to pull off things like dragons flying through the through the theater. So, you know, I kind of feel like I could get really into a Game of Thrones anything, but on Broadway, it just it, it, they're going to have to impress me with how they do the production because I feel like Game of Thrones needs to be more fantasy driven and like just needs like more wide open space. It needs more. I just I don't I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm interested to see.
1: Hmm. You know what I'm interested to see? Real Housewives of New York <laughs> <laughs> the real the real high art in this world i mean exactly.
2: talk about should be on broadway should be, oh, on, broadway. be on broadway Kansas that would be awesome Luan, get him on there
1: the Countess yes. Luann, I think, has already been on Broadway in my mind. And words I knew that I would say again. One of the Real Housewives of New York has stopped drinking. Sarah, tell us what is going on with Leah and the ladies and the trailer. This is this season hasn't been started yet. It's already super interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked about the trailer last week, I believe, and Tinsley and everything, and Bethany. But then now we have a lot of developments, including... We saw, obviously, Heather Thompson, the old housewife, was in the trailer, but we found out that she stopped filming not long into the season because of this confrontation with Leah. A source told us that she showed up at Ramona's in the Hamptons and Leah was coming for her and it was really vital and she didn't expect it. Um, And then Leah's side... Or some, you know, we don't, whatever. Another source told page six that, no, everyone hates Heather. So there's all this like back and forth in the press, which is interesting because it hasn't even aired yet. And we always love that. Um, So in addition to now being in this drama with Heather, Leah has gone on Instagram and revealed that she is officially one year sober, which is interesting because we saw her drink last season on Roni and then she got sober after the season, but it wasn't totally clear what her plan was for her sobriety. I don't think she knew. So now we know she is one year sober, which means she was Mm. sober during the whole season, which is good.
1: Yeah. Uh, And much needed because that girl was the queen of blackouts. And we have seen a lot of housewives take tumbles, but nothing quite like Leah McSweeney. Well, I know that this impacted Sarah Huron because she grew up on the show. So I want to hear what damage this has done to your psyche because the best of both worlds seems to be booze and marijuana for Hannah Montana. Yes, Miley Cyrus threw a 15-year anniversary a Hannah Montana party with celebrities such as Youngblood there and threw a bash at the Rainbow Barn Grill in LA and was just drinking, boozing, smoking. She was wearing a cutout, showing underboob, Hannah Montana shirt. It was just like a real intentionally ratchet, hard rock Hannah Montana party. And Sarah, what did this do to little Sarah Heron, to currently Sarah Heron, who has been so shaped by Hannah Montana? <laughs>
2: I mean, I have Hannah Montana is everything to me. And, you know, being a Miley fan stan over the years, it's it's been a journey. She said basically everything you could possibly say about Hannah Montana, good, bad and ugly over the last couple of years. And this party only surprised me a little bit because obviously it's very Miley. But she did reflect in such a loving way about Hannah during the quarantine. And she wrote this letter of Like from Miley to Hannah, that like made me cry. And then to go back this way, it's so Miley. She's just being Miley. But I don't know. Anytime she acknowledges the show in a somewhat positive way, I'm all for it. Because I know the Disney stars have complicated relationships with their Disney shows. And I get it. But uh, a part of me will always love Miley. And a part of me will always love Hannah. And I just have to lean into that. You know what I mean?
1: I do. I do. Well, we're going to lean into a new weekly segment we're doing called Let's Dash into the Kardashians, where we look at the news of the week following, you know, the most famous family in our country, for better or for worse. And this week, Courtney and Scott were at the top of my list. In terms of interestingness, and the most interesting to look at, quoting Kim Kardashian, they were flirting, spending their first night not with each other on the show on Keeping Up With The Kardashians this week. And then Courtney was seen in a double date with Megan Fox and MGK. And it seems that Travis Barker was sucking on Courtney Kardashian's finger at a UFC match in Las Vegas. And, Gwen, is this the definition of hard rock, or are we missing? something is a machine gun Kelly Megan Fox Travis Barker Courtney Kardashian date actually punk rock or is this something else
0: I think it's heaven is what I think it is Travis okay, because I've good. always wanted I've always wanted to see I've always <laughs> confused those two couples and so I've always wanted to see them together I'm into it
1: <laughs> Good Sarah what do you think
2: I, I don't even know. You know how I feel about Michigan Kelly and Megan Fox. It's mm-hmm. a it's a complicated relationship. And I feel the same way about Courtney and Travis because as a scort shipper, I'm you know, these episodes of Kardashians are really teasing me because they're they're at the time they were both single and they're trying to imply that there's something there, but I feel as though I was I've been duped and they were just trying to make the final season of Kardashians good, which, you know, I'll watch it anyway, but it just makes me a little sad because I really am falling for the scort on my TV screen. But then in real life, I'm seeing people sucking each other's thumbs. So it's just a lot.
1: Yes, it is. It is. And I think we have one celebrity bio that Sarah Huron has not read yet, and I'm wondering why. Sharon Stone, she has tossed one in her glass house, and it is shattering down. And Britney Spears seems to be a big player in this. Sharon says in her book that Britney wrote me a very long and important, poignant letter during a difficult time in her life. This was in 2007, about the time she shaved her head, wanting me to help her. Sharon Stone said, I was in a very difficult time in my life and couldn't help myself. But the truth of the matter is we both needed help. I needed the help. She also said that she paid Leonardo DiCaprio's salary in one of his first movies, um, The Quick and the Dead. <clears throat> they wouldn't hire him. Sharon Stone thought he was amazing. So she took all of the budget out of her salary to pay Leo for one of his first gigs. She also says that a plastic surgeon gave her larger breast implants without her cons- consent, telling her when she woke up that they would, quote, go better with her body and a new memoir and as someone who watches a lot of botch this is not the first time that a plastic surgeon has decided <laughs> a woman's boobs need to be bigger and she's surprised when she wakes up on the table um, and she also of course talks about something that we've talked about before that in Basic instincts, when she had the notorious leg crossing screen up the skirt shot that the directors fooled her into that she did not think the camera was en- anything other than her face and did not know her vagina was going to be cast live until she sat down at the premiere um, Sharon Stone is such Icon was such a beauty icon, such a strong woman forever. But these revelations, revel, these revelations are more shocking than I even thought Sharon Stone's life could be. Gwen, I know you love Sharon Stone. Love what are your thoughts on these? Me too.
0: I thought it was really awesome that she that she came forward with all this stuff and she aired it all, and especially the basic instinct thing, because that basic instinct move really is what put her on the map. And it still is something that people talk about and it keeps her relevant. So it's, you know, it was, it was, brave of her to admit that that was something that, you know, she was totally duped on. Um, I think she's awesome. I think Sharon Stone is like such a strong, cool female. And like to look the way that she looks at her age, she is just goals for everyone in every way.
1: Absolutely. And I will still stand the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry and Sharon Stone. It was not the worst movie of the year. Thank you, Razzies. Um, Sarah Huron, why haven't you read this memoir? Are you ageist? Do you hate Sharon Stone? (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) To be honest, I didn't know about it until the headlines of The Plastic Surgeon...
2: And the Britney, which I think is really interesting. And I mean, did you see Britney's alleged break silence this That's
1: week? That's what we're going to talk about next. Yes, Britney Spears broke her silence in, I mean, one of the most unique and Britney ways featuring a strange dance video, of course. She finally reacted to framing Britney Spears. I don't even know what to say about this because she posted an Instagram video of herself dancing and commented on the doc. She said in the caption, I didn't watch the documentary, but from what I did see of it, I was in." By the light they put me in, and I cried for two weeks. And well, I still cry sometimes, explanation point, she wrote. Now, this was the first time that she's commented on the documentary, and in true recent Britney fashion, I have little to no idea what she means other than she's sad, she didn't provide any specifics. Sarah, what did you think about her commenting on? This way, because the documentary was supposed to be very pro Britney, and I'm sad that she reacted with tears.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's comp, even as watching the documentary, which was so wild, and I think we all talked about it nonstop, and we learned so much about ourselves and Britney and the legal system and whatever, but there was always still something weird about we're still talking about this person, like she's not here. And like, that's what we're trying to say. Like she needs her life back, like free her, but we're kind of making it worse by still talking about it. So it's very complicated. But my favorite part was Chrishell of Selling Sunset Fame commenting, Brittany, can you please next time post a video of you typing on a computer so we know it's you versus the dancing? So Chrishell was spreading conspiracy that Brittany didn't write this caption. And it's just, this is a never ending cycle, the Brittany of it all.
1: It sure is. Well, do you guys know what it's time for? it's time for celebrity birthday boxing mania yeah 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 that is my ufc machine gun kelly megan fox announcer voice
2: can i also just say that matt james was at the fight as well so justice for matt james he was behind courtney and travis you can see him in the video
1: Oh, my God. So sorry that he got no attention, Matt James. Good luck to this man and your ruined, failed season of The Bachelor. That wasn't your fault. Yes. Um, well, we have some heavy hitters, much more than the UFC Vegas fight that they had there. And I am very interested to see who wins in this celebrity birthday boxing match. Gwen, first ones to you. We have Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. He is 55. Looks great this this week. And Paul Rudd, who still looks 20 years old, is 51 this week.
0: This is a really tough match, Travis. It really is because Robert Downey Jr. has showed just incredible personal strength. He's sober for so many years. He's he's an amazing human, but, you know, Paul Rudd, I think, is bionic. It's the only explanation for why he has not aged in all this time. So, sorry, Robert Downey Jr., you might be Iron Man, but Paul Rudd's going to knock you right out.
1: Oh, my God. And Robert Tenney Jr. got arrested for crack right next to my favorite tacos place, Tito's Tacos and Cathedral in Culver City. So, you know, thank you, Robert, for that. Um, Second round goes to you, Sarah, here on uh, Kristen Stewart. She's the Dirty 30 this week versus Lil Nas X, who is 21 this week. I don't know why I thought he was a little older, but it's 21st birthday this week.
2: I thought both of those people were older. Kristen Stewart is only 30. Wow. That's why you play this game. Lil Nas X has (laughs) Satan on his side, allegedly. <laughs> um, but Kristen Stewart has been through it with the cheating, with the twilight. I don't know. I feel like she could take him. She could take Satan.
1: Oh God, Kristen Stewart beat out Little Nas X. I was very excited to see how that match was gonna go down. Gwen, the third one is to you. It is Leighton Meester, who is thirty-four <gasps> this week, versus Robin Wright, who is fifty-four this week.
0: Oh, I mean, another. This is just like an epic battle. I mean, You know, maybe it wouldn't be so epic because, you know, as Adam Brody just came out to say, Leighton Meester is nothing at all like Blair Waldorf. Blair Waldorf would win, hands down. Mm -hmm. Leighton, I don't know, a little calmer. And Robin Wright is just Robin Wright. I mean, the princess bride of it all. And how (laughs) about, you know, House of Cards? She, if she could be president of the United States, you know, I think that she, I think that you know, one kick of her very long leg
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Leighton Meester would be down. So I'm going to give it to Robin Wright.
1: That is the correct answer. That Blair Waldorf would win, uh, but. Leighton Meester absolutely is losing this fight to Robin Wright. Sarah Huron the three-way menage a trois boxing spectacular is going down right now. Mr. Paul Rudd coming in at 51 years old. Kay Stu coming in at 30 years old big one for her. Maybe that'll give her an advantage and Robin Wright arguably the strongest looking woman in Hollywood 54 this week.
2: Yeah I mean Robin Wright has had to deal with Kevin Spacey so I think Robin Wright <laughs> takes this one.
1: Well, thank you to my host, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill this piping hot celebrity, mainly about Jen Shaw. And this is Travis Cronin on Hot Hollywood with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. After all, they're just like us. Thanks, guys.